who's my cousin. The other night I asked my computer to check the hospitals to find my cousin. And they released him from a mental hospital two years ago in Patterson. You're spending too much time with this girl and the stupid games that you play. You know, you're going to get in trouble and you're going to have microchips for brains. Almost all the women who had been killed, they'd worked in a psychiatric ward. Christopher. They know how to make you smile. You're already here, why don't you stay a while? Kick back, relax, you freaks. They're playing all the tricks and taking all of the treats. Grab a whiskey and hang on tight. Smoke that bong with all your might. They write books, but that ain't all. One short and smooth and one is hairy and tall. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. They argue about everything and then drive each other so insane. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Best buds talking book of the week and all the horror stuff that they think is neat. Hanging loose doing ridiculous read. Not cause we deserve it cause it's what we need. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. They argue about everything and drive each other so insane. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Welcome! To vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. I'm John Wayne. With me, as always, is Christopher Triana. Christopher, how are you? I'll be much better when you stop talking like that. But I'm, too, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. <laughs> too fucking bad. We have a special announcement today with us. As you know, everybody out there, this is the summer of slashers is in full effect, and uh, we promised you some guests. And today is the first guest that we are having this summer. Um, he is a Splatterpunk Award winner, nominee, uh, and uh, receiver, and a pitcher. Um, he is a, a fine man that I like to hang out with and uh, share tables with, a, 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 a king among men, some would say, some uh, others would say, uh, a real dick. But I call him friend. Here he is, Wesley Southerd. What's up, dude? What's, What's up, up, brothers? <laughs> that ain't the only thing we share. We had a we we were talking a little bit off off mic here, uh, as people like to say. We, you and I spent a, the last couple weekends together. We've been very familiar with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, good times as always. Vegas and Pennsylvania. We murdered everybody there, and uh, it was great. Yeah. Uh, we miss you. We miss you out there, Chris. Chrissy boy. You know. I'm. You know. I'm coming back, baby. This time. I know. I'm coming back. Just uh, want to go and between, point out right. Oh, go ahead. Between, sorry. I was just gonna say between you know this year of plague and also. Uh, having major surgery i just haven't been out on the circuits but uh, i'm coming back man coming back just want to point out right now at the top of the show i am wearing a bandana um because i was wearing it before the show to keep the hair out of my face while i was playing guitar and i decided to just keep wearing it and i know i look like a poor man's uh fucking what did you say sevenfold avenge sevenfold <laughs> you look like possibly the like version a, of the avenger uh, the singer from avenge seven of the avengers yeah and you look like, like if if fucked he up brett if Michaels. he and brett yeah i was just gonna say if he if, that, <laughs> if the angel sevenfold guy and the poison guy got had a baby and then peed on it that's what you look like hell yeah but i'm so much more <laughs> handsome than both of them put together and so that well, well, is take it where easy. i uh yeah you take it <laughs> pal i've seen both of those guys and i'll 
fucking anyway. It's good to have you here, Wes. Thanks for joining us for this. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, how you been doing? Uh, outside of uh, you and me hanging out all the time lately. Uh, good. Just trying to stay busy. Just uh, dealing with the ridiculous cold up here right now. The what? last like three, the last like three days has been like forty five degrees. It's what? been wild, yeah, wild. I was yeah, I was at the I was at a drive in uh, two nights ago uh, out by Allentown Mahoning Drive in to see a thirty five millimeter cut of zombie, and I had to bring uh, long jeans, uh, long sleeve shirt, and my leather jacket because it was so cold. Like I kind of wish I would have brought my sock hat too. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So dude. so you I, had uh, to bring long jeans. So what is the difference between your jeans and your long jeans? Is those uh, those are ones you wear I mean, for, for warmth? The difference or? between jorts jorts and long jeans. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't wear your jorts? Gotcha. No, I didn't wear my jorts. So did yeah, you have to bring the... a blanket to make out with Lombardo under? No, we all shared my car, and then my car died. My my battery died because I was playing music for them beforehand, and I forgot to turn the car on to charge did. it again. And and right when the movie started, I went to start the car, and it fucking died. And we had to go find somebody at the snack bar to start it back up. It sucked. Yeah, even during the day here, the highs have been like 45, 50 yeah. degrees. Yeah, really. And it's, yeah, it's gonna be June. You know, and yeah, yeah. it's weird. It's crazy. But, Don't uh, worry, guys. Down here in Texas, we're still in the 90s, so we're holding tough for everybody. Oh, that sounds miserable. Yeah, yeah it awful. sounds absolutely awful. I'll oh, take 45 yeah. any day. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. Well, well so have you guys, uh, other than what we're going to talk about, have you guys seen or read any decent horror, any good horror recently? Uh, I went and saw uh, Quiet Place Part 2 on Friday. It was really, really good. Enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was weird. Walking into the theater without a mask on, because like pretty much a lot, a lot of the places here in town are like listing on their on the doors that if you're fully vaxxed, you don't have to yeah. wear anything. So yeah, it was weird walking in there and the grocery store without one. It was just like, oh god, this feels wrong, mm -hmm. but it feels like so right at the same time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I felt that way too. Uh, one or two places where I went, I was like, oh, I don't have to wear this. You know, it's like it feels like right because it's like, well, what? Why wouldn't I? If you know, that's what the vaccination's for. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like people are going to look at me like I'm wearing a Fox News T-shirt or something, you know? Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's I, a weird it's a weird feeling, but yeah. I, I say fuck. I'm done with the fucking mask. I have my fucking shots. Wes, like when we were in Vegas, we we're saying like the masks lasted like 30 minutes, and then no one was wearing them. Yeah. So I've I've been like going to the gym with no mask. I went to the corner store to buy like my fucking beers, no mask. What I mean, if unless you're going to make me put it on, I'm done wearing it. I'm done wearing it. Oh, it's understandable if you're coming home to people that aren't vaxxed like children like small children and stuff but i don't i don't have any kids and, and i don't have to worry about that so yeah yeah, yeah. well uh, i watched some uh i watched some fun ones uh over this freezing cold weekend i i, I felt kind of crummy on on one of the days on saturday and i did something i don't normally treat myself to this i'm usually trying to be productive but i just couldn't do it so i just dude i had like this beautiful marathon where i just laid in my chair and watched like four horror movies in a row <laughs> it was just absolutely glorious uh what, most, you most, watch? uh well most of them i i had seen before but i i recently got 976 evil on dvd it's out of print so i i it's been hard to find but i finally found it so i grabbed that one i've been really wanting to see that one it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. It's one of the few directorial efforts of Robert England, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it has Stephen Jeffries from uh, *Fright Night* and *Fraternity Vacation*. I, 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 that guy is a comic genius, as far as I'm concerned. 
Um, I watched Fun House. I hadn't seen that in a long time. Love uh, Fun House. Toby Hooper movie. Yeah, uh, that's I a have fun the one. the nov the I have the novel of that. Did I tell you about that? It's yeah, by uh, Dean Koontz, I think, yeah. but but with a different name, his pseudonym. Yeah, and it's a funny it. one too oh, because yeah. like he wrote an entire novel with that and that has nothing to do with the movie except he for tacked like, on the last yeah. like 30 pages like are the yeah. movie and that's yeah it. yeah it's pretty crazy so it's, it's really <laughs> yeah. a good book i mean it's a cool book yeah. to read like uh we should do that for ridiculous reads or at least talk anyway yeah dude, we should what was, what was his pseudonym uh, i can't yeah, remember it's something like christopher with the dumalas or some shit i don't know what it was something yeah. like i think it's keen dunes <laughs> i think it's stephen <laughs> x king yeah I also watched, uh, for the first time, I watched Psycho Gore Man, which a lot of people... I want to watch that so bad. A lot of people have like raved about it and really like it. I, I thought it was not so great, personally. Really? Yeah, I mean, I really dig, I, I dig the practical effects that they did. They're really like a good throwback to like the old school uh, practical effects with the latex and everything. That was awesome. Uh, but the characters in the movie, none of them are likable, particularly these two kids that are like the main characters. The little girl, I just wanted to smack in the face throughout the whole movie. <laughs> Are they supposed and, to be uh, likable though, or? I don't know, but I just, I just really didn't like the entire family that is the main characters, and mm. it just didn't, uh, it just didn't really do anything for me. I could see how it was trying to be funny, but it wasn't. Well, I, I saw that video clip online of, of where she gave him that magazine, and she, he was like, "I care not for hunky boys," and then he stares at the picture. He goes. Or do I? <laughs> uh, that, that was a little funny. I will no, say I, that was a little funny. Hunky boys, I'm part, in. I'm in already. <laughs> that was kind of funny. I will admit, but there, there was a few funny moments. Um, there's this one cop that gets all fucked up, and that was really funny. But um, uh, but for the most part, yeah, I just was like, why do why are people so into this? I just thought it was, um, I don't know, uh, just not very good. It just didn't do anything for me. We're, we're but, seeing a lot hmm. of shirts. Of that movie at these cons, yeah. Right well, now. I was, a I saw lot a lot of, of shirts. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if like we start seeing that director, or those guys, because those are can Canadian guys, I believe, that did that movie. If we see them start to make the circuit soon, yeah. I heard them on a podcast uh, before. I forget their names; it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, the but special that's... effects are a lot of fun. Uh, they really are. Uh, but I just thought that it could have been done differently i would have liked it uh for those who have seen it i would have liked it better if like the little girl was more likable and relatable and she had like a very different relationship with psycho gorman and kind of used him uh as like a protector against bullies or something i think that would have made a better movie than what they did with it yeah. um but then i also watched uh butcher baker nightmare maker which was so much fun i, I really enjoy that uh, and it has like a teenage bill paxton in it too Sexy. Uh, which was fun uh and yeah, that movie was just fucking crazy. I kind of wish that uh, we had agreed to watch that one, talk about that one, but that's okay. Well, uh, we so we have a whole summer. <laughs> we do, we do. But I recommend it to everyone. Uh, if you if you like crazy movies from the early '80s, uh, it's on Shutter right now. Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker. Well, I, I guess I, I wasted my whole week just reading like a sucker. Oh, um, such a nerd. <laughs> I read, uh, I've been like reading some collections. So I, I, I ripped through this uh, Neil Gaiman collection called Fragile Things, which I really enjoyed uh, the short stories in there. But there's one in particular that I was reading it. It's called Goliath. And I was like, what is this like? The Matrix? What is this? And then I went back like and looked at like where the, all the stories were originally published. And this story was originally published as part of like the Matrix hype when it first came out. You had to go to like the matrixisreal.com uh 
and that story was on there like they were trying to do you know some just that weird obscure promotion and shit like that it was very 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 fucking cool but then i'm also reading uh i also started my uh the bentley little collection um what's that one i got west that we were that the thing uh little well there's there's the collection uh where my collection whatever there's the collection the indignities of the flesh and walking alone it's the collection because uh, okay. I, I read Walking Alone. Yeah, there's a story in there that I read that was, God, see, th- this is like the kind of shit that captures my imagination so much. Like a book like Lullaby by Chuck Palahniuk is in my top five. This story dealt with like this guy. He found out that he had this power that if he just said, I am this, he became that. Like his whole life and everything around him would change. Like it started with him just like in an argument saying, I'm a well, I'm a music major and that's why I know this. But he was really a history major. And then all of a sudden everything changed and he really like knew how to play piano and all this like crazy shit. And he looked at his father. But uh, it was it was so awesome. Those are the kind of sh- things that capture my imagination so much, like how he has to deal with that and how he's like talking uh, at times and doesn't even realize that the way he phrases something triggers his power to go off and like fucks all kinds of shit up that he's trying to like go back and fix it's that's such a good story um that, so that I, book uh, that book also when we did our show on short stories mm-hmm. uh that book contains the story llama which is one of mm-hmm. my favorites of his mm-hmm. uh that story is so fucked up um so that yeah that's that's a good book that's a good uh, collection yeah, I I love Bentley Little. I I love his stuff, but I've never been as big of a fan of his short fiction mm. as much as I am his novels. His short fiction hasn't really done much for me. Yeah, really. I I, yeah. I like his short fiction because they're in and out. It's like it's like you're yeah. in the middle of the action, like all of a sudden, and then I I like how you want. He does. He he does like what you like. Uh, leave him wanting more. Like exactly what he does. He gets yeah. out of the stories. Like with you being like, oh, I wish that. Oh, but that's cool. Still, like you you wrapped it. You know, like you did something mm. cool. I, that's the way I look at it. But yeah. But uh, you know, Wes, you're you're an idiot. So it doesn't matter. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just joking. I love you. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I I do enjoy his short stories as well as his fiction. But I can see why I like you would want want more of like the uh the novel from him when you're when you're reading yeah. those. Yeah, he's got a new one coming out in October. I'm really looking forward to called uh, Gloria. I think. Here's I think that's, his, that's his new one from Cemetery Dance. Do you think he's still writing these books? Do you think his son is writing these books now? No. His son? Yeah, he's got a son. He's dedicated to maybe because I've read a bunch of Bentley Little like mm. in a small amount of time and seen yeah. like stylistic weird changes and like him mention his son in the dedications and stuff that in plus my imagination is so fantastical uh i'm just declaring on a national podcast right now like yeah it, is it <laughs> no just i wonder because pulling things, like, shit out of your ass you i was yeah. just thinking because i was like man wouldn't that be awesome thing to, to give like a father to a son like you can have my my name like here's oh, my so name. Like Gallagher just... to Gallagher too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I would like to think of a more prestigious uh, thing, but like Bentley Little is somebody that he doesn't have here's social your, here's media. Your mallet, son. <laughs> Nobody knows what he looks like or or anything like that. He is like a complete non. You know, you anybody could slip. He could be having drinks with you at the bar, and you'd never know Bentley Little is sitting next to you, would you? Uh, I mean, I've seen some pictures of him. You've seen no pictures of him. Uh, okay. Anyway, I've seen I some naked pictures of him. That's no, but he doesn't have any any social media. I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting thing that maybe that would be cool if that happened. Yeah, I found an interview with him from a few years ago, a very, very in-depth interview where he talks about how he has no social media presence. He just says, look, 
I don't want any of that shit. I don't want to. I don't want to advertise. I don't want to do social media. I don't want to do interviews other than this one that I'm doing right now. I don't want to do any of the shit. I just want to write, and that's it. Uh, that that's what, is it. That's and the I'm just dream, like, dude. Jesus, yeah. I would love it if you I it. was. I would love it if I was big enough to, to be able to do that and not have to put up with all this like social media but, stuff. But even he's still the anomaly, though, because I mean, even Stephen King has. Twitter, you know, but he, he doesn't starts, have to. But he doesn't, he doesn't have, have to. to. He doesn't yeah, that, have that's to, that's the thing. Is like, you know, guys like us who are still trying to build a brand and get out there. Like, yeah. you, you have to use every avenue possible. Yeah. Um, but once you've made a name for yourself, like King King's books will sell like crazy, even if he completely vanishes off the face of the earth. Right. You know? So, but speaking of uh, Wes, why don't you tell us uh, about you know what some of the stuff that you've written, some of the stuff you've got coming out. Uh, let's see. Uh, I have some books. Uh, I think that's about it. That's a good start. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, like like John Wayne said, I'm uh, Splatterpunk award winning author. I have uh, Cruel Summer came out this year. Um, my newest one, Where the Devil Waits, just came out uh, uh, last weekend. Actually, last Saturday. Uh, in that and in hardcover as well got a beautiful thunderstorm hardcover of that i know there's still a couple copies of that left um and you know what fuck it i wasn't gonna say anything but i'll just do the exclusive here uh i have the new book coming out uh, no not october august 3rd uh the final gate that i wrote with lucas mangum uh coming out through encyclopocalypse publishing very, uh, very cool very publications cool. sorry publications uh, tell, us, yeah. tell us a little bit about that one yeah so it cut this whole book kind of spawned out of uh, a Brian Smith Facebook post in his comment section. So he put up a post about how, you know, if, if you were to write any uh, novelization of, of a movie that didn't already have a novelization, what one would you want to do? And everybody was like, Oh, I want to do this, this, that, this, that, this, that. And I was like, oh, man, I would have to do the novelization of Fulci's City of the Living Dead. Like, that's one of my all-time favorite movies. It's probably my favorite Fulci movie. Yeah. I said, I, I feel like I could do it justice because there's a lot of weird shit that I'd be able to, like, at least sort of explain without giving too much away. I said, I would love to do that. I'd kill to do that. And then Lucas got on there and was like, oh, man, I'd love to do the Beyond. I feel like I'd be able to do the Beyond justice and do this and that. And and we were both like, oh, yeah, you got to make sure you do this trope and that trope and you got to do this and that. And we were just going back and forth. And I was like, oh, that's fun. And then a couple of days later, I was thinking about it and I was like, man, it'd be really cool if I could write something like a tribute to Full Cheeks. I just I love that man's work so much. And and I don't know, I kept I kept thinking about it more and more. And I was like, what if I just like wrote a missing Fulci movie, like a lost movie that never actually existed, like but do it in prose form and write it in the fashion of of like the way you were watching a movie. So there's no chapter breaks. There's just section breaks. Like you would, you know, break off to the next scene and it would have like a title card and all that stuff, like in Italian and stuff. And I was like, man, that'd be so cool. But I mean, I'd love to do it with somebody else that would like, that's like really into that too. And I was thinking about Lucas and I was like, Lucas and I talked like literally the first time we ever met, we talked about working together eventually. And I was like, yeah, we should do that. Didn't think much of it. And then Obviously, this came about, and I was like, you know what? I, I've had fun the last few times. I've I've gone out and co-written. Let's just try this. And I pitched it to him, and he was super into it because he had just finished and and just came out with uh, Pandemonium with Ryan Harding, which was their tribute to uh, Bava's Demons uh, films. Right. And yeah, uh, we we wrote it. 
fairly quickly and about 37,000 words later we finished this tight little novella and we both just love it and we sold it to Encyclopocalypse and yeah it's already going to be out August 3rd and super excited yeah it's going to be fucking awesome that's great man that's really really cool um and yeah I, I can totally dig that of just like you know being into uh so into someone's work you know like I could probably do a John Carpenter not yeah. myself because I've just watched his movies inside and out so many times. Um, but uh, yeah, and it's funny because you said it's coming out through Encyclopocalypse and we mentioned them on the show before because the, the, those guys have been uh, re-releasing some novelizations. Mm -hmm. uh, they mm -hmm. released Fright Night and um, Reanimator, Re two yeah. that were very highly coveted. Uh, and so now they're available again. So it's kind of funny. It kind of spawned from an idea of doing a novelization, and now you're working with them, which is kind yeah, of yeah, cool. yeah. Well, they also just actually did their own novelization or an actual um, authorized novelization of Wishmaster that just came out a while oh, back. Oh shit! Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah. I thought you knew that. Yeah. No, so I didn't know. There was... Apparently, there was never a novelization of that, and they actually got the the rights and stuff to that, and somebody yeah they have a novelization of wishmaster and i was thought that was really cool so, uh, so funny because we were just talking yeah, about yeah yeah uh, the I, other I, day I, about how fucking movie yeah wishmaster is an underrated movie and you know it's funny because um you know like bruce Campbell has brought it up before too like after like all the expendables movies that stallone did you know like he was like we need to have an expendables of horror where we get everyone together all the people and i'm like well wishmaster is kind of like that isn't it yeah. i mean yeah, got, yeah yeah for sure like you've got robert england kane hodder reggie banister tony todd tony todd angus scrim does the narration there's like there's so many horror icons in that movie you got uh, uh flowers uh, what uh the oh, flowers yeah, yeah, yeah. flowers in it too <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah, yeah hell yeah pops up in in everything in the yeah. eights. almost always a bum yeah yep 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 yeah <laughs> <laughs> so all right, well, yeah. cool. Well, I mean, I guess uh, that brings us, I mean, you mentioned it briefly, but we're going to talk a little bit more about it. Uh, so I guess that brings us to our first segment, which is Book of the Week. Book. Book. Book of the Week. Very Book good. of the Week. Well, I mean, that, like you said, we were just talking about it. We're, we're gonna. We were. This is gonna go to West. West, your new book just came out that you wrote with uh, 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 who Sutter Kane was that or uh, <laughs> did you write that was, with? It was, uh, it was yeah, Sutter Kane. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sutter Kane. Me and Sutter Kane. Uh, take it away, Chris. You're you're in charge of this because I'm yeah, doing. Uh, well, uh, this is this is exciting because uh, this is the first time we've done book of the week where we actually have the author uh, on the show. Um, outside I mean, of us, we've done, yeah, that. yeah, that's, that's true. We've done us and we've done, uh, like night stalkers when Ryan was on, you know, that was a collaboration, but this is uh separate from us and our inflated egos. So, uh, Wes, tell us a little bit more about your book. Uh, well, I'll read you the brief back cover copy of it. Uh, so I, there's actually like two, tell us, tell us which book it is. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Uh, Where the Devil Waits with by myself and Mr. Mark Steensland of uh, uh, Jacob's Wife fame. He helped co-write ah. Jacob's Wife. He also co-wrote the, yep. the, the Barbara Crampton. Yes, yes, he did. No? And yeah, um, he, also, he also co-wrote. Oh, yeah, it was good. It was good. I watched it. Uh, I think the weekend it came out. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. She did a great job. Yeah. Um, she's still out. she's still so hot. 
at like six, like at like sixty one. She's still so hot. She's. It's funny. She's playing a vampire in that because she is a vampire. She has to be. (laughs) Yeah. To to look to look the way she does at at one hundred and five years old. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so there's actually like two, uh, back cover copies for this one that like that's up on Amazon and the one that's actually on the back of the book. So I'll just read the back of the book, what I have right here in my hand. <clears throat> what would you do for all the money in the world or get the girl of your dreams? What if you could make other people do anything you told them? What if all of this and more could be yours just for winning a race against the devil? A long abandoned church on the top of a mountain in the Pennsylvania backwoods where the devil waits for anyone brave enough to challenge him. The course runs from the gate through the cemetery to the church doors. If you win, the prize is yours. If you lose, you die at sunrise. Sounds simple, doesn't it? To four college students looking for a good time, nothing could be further from the truth. Very cool. Yep. Very cool. And that's available, uh, you said, in paperback and hardback? Paperback, ebook. Uh, there's just a couple. I Last I checked, there was less than five hardcovers left from Thunderstorm. So, yep. yep. Okay. So, that's limited, folks. Get it while you can. So, when you say less than five, you mean four or less? Four. Um, could be three. Could be gotcha. two. Could this possibly like be a- one. It sounds like it's like a devil goes down to Georgia kind of vibe, like when you're reading that. Does it have that? feel to it at all or well, yeah it comes with that soundtrack oh it does okay yeah I, yeah i didn't know sure. that like yeah, i was yeah. like uh i'm an idiot yeah uh, carry it comes, on it comes with a cassette tape of of that song a cassette tape cassette tape yeah um, and that's, all opposite, could, that's all we could afford and the b-side is can i borrow a feeling by uh <laughs> by uh, van houten you know yes can i borrow a feeling god you're so old <laughs> <laughs> You have no idea what joke I'm making. Yeah, and you're no, I don't. Bagging on I don't, but you're so Some old. asshole. It's a Simpsons yeah. fucking reference, you dickhole. Well, I haven't gotten that far in The Simpsons yet. I'm only in season five. Yeah. Far out, man. <laughs> I do. I, At least he's <laughs> finally getting around to it. Yeah, yeah. I do love Dr. Nick Riviera. He's probably my favorite. Hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that brings us into our next segment, which is everybody's favorite. Ridiculous reads. Ridiculous reads. Totally ridiculous. Well, as usual, I have no idea what's going on, but I do know that I am in charge of ridiculous reads this week. And since we were talking, interestingly enough, uh, a moment ago about uh, Wes and his lack of knowledge about The Simpsons, um, it's very fortuitous. Uh, you know, we've been doing some books, you know, uh, one of our favorite ridiculous reads, of course, that's uh, requested numerous times from around the world is the advice that uh, that we get uh, from Mr. Steve Urkel. And, Do- and you know, doctor. Do- doctor. I mean, sorry, Dr. Urkel. <laughs> Dr. Urkel. Um, and. And so in, in the tradition of, of that, I've selected a, a fine, ridiculous read for us today. And this is uh, Bart Simpson's Guide to... <laughs> ah, yes. Yes, the timeless classic. A wee handbook for the perplexed is, is the subtitle. Uh, 
So this is uh this is very much along the lines of the Steve Ur- if you you know listeners to the show know that Doctor Urkel gives advice uh, and tells you kind of how to live, how to find your Laura, how to dance, how to love, how to laugh, uh, how to eat, pray, love your way through life basically. And uh, this is like Bart Simpson's version of that. Not going to be as probably concise as the Doctor's, but <laughs> but I think he does. Well, I mean, he is an underachiever and proud of it. True, true. So um, the back of this book, let's just go with that. And this is like, it's a hardcover, folks. I got the hardcover version of this, all right? You know, I waited in line at the Kroger um, at at midnight midnight (laughs) to get it. And all these Harry Potter nerds were there. And I was like, I'm getting the Bart Guide to Life, bitch. And uh, they didn't have it. But the back of it. You did have, but you did have all those UPCs you saved from the Bart Simpson cereal circa 2000. I, I, I ate, you waited I in line so that didn't much. have it. I ate so much of that cereal, shredded my mouth up, just eating Bart Simpson cereal. Yeah. Collecting the top that, that one was that one was good. It was better than the Homer one. Yeah, yeah well, there's no Mr. T, that's for sure. Anyway, the back of this book says uh, Bart is telling us this starved for the whole truth, man. Take a bite out of this bitsy but beefy package. Double entendre there. Brimming with flavorable morsels of wit, wisdom, and worldly knowledge. Brought to you by the one and only Bartholomew J. Simpson. And the J has an asterisk we'll get to in a second. Get the hard knocks facts of life from the guy who's seen it all, heard it all, done it all, and denies it all. Uh Keep in mind, Bart is a 10-year-old boy cartoon. He's he's seen it all, though, at 10. Yeah. Now I now I like this is fun on the back. Underneath that it says nutritional information, serving size, one hundred and ninety-two pages plus cover, number of servings one, contains less than two percent of the minimum U.S. RDA of niacin and riboflavin, contains one hundred percent of your daily fiber requirement, served with whole milk. Ingredients: paper, glue, process inks, cardboard. <laughs> And then under that, we have the asterisk from, from before. The J, the J stands for genius. Spells with a J. Ah, uh, I see. A I lot see. of it. See, there's already a lot of information on the back of this mm-hmm. that it's kind of like, all right. Very all right. Useful. So just, just to just give it like, so this, this book is broken up into sections, you know, much like, you know, uh, the, the Dr. Urkel's book is, you know, it's just a, like such as school, food, health and fitness, after hours, science, art and culture, animals, psychology, a, a bunch of things. I, but before I, I move on, I do want to read uh, the dedication to the, the, the top of this book um, because I feel it's very important. Uh, Dedicated to the memory of Snowball One. Whenever we hear a cat yowling at 3 a.m., whenever we slip on a slimy hairball, whenever we inhale the tart aroma of neglected cat box, we think of you. Rest in power. Rest in power. And there's a little, and there's <laughs> That's a nice, very little touching. nice little picture of her right of, of Snowball. Okay, so um, like I said, all these categories, I'm going to read from the, the category called Sex. What? Well, Bart he, he's he's ten, but he has done it all. <laughs> a ten-year-old boy cartoon has a book in which he dispenses sex advice. Now, 
So they open. Oh, so you look at this now. The Simpsons. This is this came out probably. This predates the Simpsons movie by fucking probably fifteen years. But look at the picture uh, that opens this. I'm showing it to the camera. Yes. Uh, it's Bart naked with a little black box over his dick. Now, if you've seen the Simpsons movie, you know that they show Bart's dick in the opening, yes. and it they makes Bart gay. I like boys now. Yeah, um, it does. And so it's like this. I don't know if this is meta. Or foreshadowing or nothing it's just, it's just a joke i think i don't know if they plan <laughs> anything that far ahead and there's well, plenty of times he's naked in the show you don't see his wiener but you know true but now that we we can't put that genie back in the bottle we've seen that wiener dude i want to see that dick every time now yeah. anyway sex is uh also he's got the periods between s-e-x like it, it stands for something else um but he doesn't say Yes, and yeah, ac acrimoniously. Yes, he does say that <laughs> acronym. Yes, I got it. So the way this book is laid out, you know, it's 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 kind of you know picturey and stuff like that. But I'm going to read to you the, this and take you through uh, what Bart has to say. So the first thing I'm going to share with you on his topic of sex: eight most disgusting love songs of all time. Number one: My ears get sweaty. Parentheses when you pass my way. By Frenchie McPhee. Number two. I'd eat a barrel of liver and onions for your love. By Ding and the Dongs. No, that's fine. <laughs> I feel like liver and onions. Liver and onions. Number three. Poopsie, poopsie, poopsie. By Guy Tremble and his Polka Rangers. I've seen them a couple times. Pretty good. <laughs> Number four. Slice my heart into a hundred pieces and serve it up with secret sauce. By Lurleen Lumpkin. Famous. Oh, we all remember Lurleen. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah she was her. managed by uh, Colonel Homer. Yep. Uh, she had that song that uh, number one finally bagged me a Homer. Um, we're number five. For some old man. Yeah. <laughs> work all day. <laughs> Sweat and break your back. Yeah. Uh, don't get me started. We'll have to do a cover of that sometime. Oh, uh, we should. Dude. <laughs> yeah, um, we should. Number five. Love me or weave me. By Ooh La La Bink. Number six. Try me on for thighs. Ah. By Kareem <laughs> and Jenny. I don't. I think you need a massage is number seven by Bucket Full of Funk. <laughs> <laughs> and number eight. Number eight. If you ever leave me, I will hunt you down and kill you. By Rash. The ever popular Rash. Rash. Be confused with rats. No, or rush. Yeah, rash. rush. Rash is a loving tribute to both of those bands. Exactly. And it loving being the key word. Now. Yeah. If I may continue, he then goes on to present us some traditional grade school love chants. This is an example. Lisa and Martin sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes Lisa pushing a baby carriage. Now I think we all know that one. Uh, but uh, these are kind of dumb. I see Paris, I see <laughs> someone's underpants. Teacher, teacher, I declare your bottoms bare. Uh, anyway, that one's dumb. But let's look at this. Is this is okay? This is very you important. You should have read it before the show. I did. I did. I did read this before the show. I thought that was going to play better, but reading it out loud, I, I realized it wasn't. I read this. I read like I read a lot of this book today. Anyway, this is very important because I think this applies to all of us, and we all need to know this. The warning signs 
of how to tell if someone likes you. Oh. We've all wondered, do they like me? Do they like me like me? Bart's going to tell us how we know. Okay, number one, they chase you around the schoolyard. Okay, pretty cut and dry. They giggle annoyingly every time you see them. Okay, they make fun of you. Chris, you've got a big crush on me, don't you? Uh, dude, absolutely. <laughs> so does Wes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They ignore you. That's why my wife likes me so much. Call your house and hang up when you answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is getting stocky now. <laughs> and, uh, and they insult you last one okay so then what bart says is what to do don't panic remain calm the less you react the more agitated they become so stay cool now, that's good advice that's that's really good advice yeah um if i could just uh maybe read one more section of this of, of bart's advice uh and then we'll end on this but it's very important uh, these are cherished memory, cherished mementos that Bart has laid out for us from the lovesick grade schoolers' most prized possessions. The bruise on my arm from where she punched me. Uh, we've all jerked off to that bruise, haven't we? The lock of hair I yanked out of her head. Ah, see what I said about the bruise. <laughs> That's how we got the bruise. <laughs> yeah. The spit wad she shot at me. Do I even have to? The death threat she sent me. The black eye she gave me and the permanent scar she gave me, which I will cherish for the rest of my life. And then Bart says she must really love me. So it Some seems like shit. it seems like <laughs> somewhere somewhere early in Bart's life, it was imprinted on him uh, that like uh, sex equals pain. So Bart's probably like some like into some dominatrix like pain shit. Because well, he's all, say, all say, she punches me and hits me in the face, then that she means she likes me. Like, well, I mean, it all goes back to childhood. Maybe it's because Homer strangled him all those years. Yeah, and that, like got like an autoerotic asphyxia what? thing. <laughs> you know what? I bet if we go back and watch some of those strangling scenes, and and we take it frame by frame, we can see him have a little bone. Bart's like bo little boner pops out when he's getting strangled. Yeah, that's sure. that's why. That's why. But so adult that, adult Bart likes to get pissed and shit on, right? By Millhouse, yeah. By Millhouse, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, by Millhouse. All right, All right. Uh, we're, so we're getting into blasphemy territory here so now. That, <laughs> so that's my ridiculous read, uh, Bart Simpson's Guide to Life. Now, there's a lot of advice in this, and much like the Dr. Uh, Huxtable and um, Urkel, we'll revisit this and get some other advice, because he offers advice on a lot of things, but sex is just one of them, from a 10-year-old boy who's a cartoon. Yes. So... Anyway. I actually, I know that book. I actually have that book. I know. Yeah, you do have it on your. Uh... Yeah, and it, it's set up. Kind of, it is set up like more like a comic book. There's like little segments and pictures, so it's not like a straightforward text like uh, Doctor Urkel's. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's not. Uh... <laughs> no, I'm just saying that doesn't make him any less of a doctor than Doctor. No, I was. I was just trying to explain how the book is set up. It's I not see, you're really. Trying to, you're trying to throw shade on on Doctor Simpson, dude. I see what. No, it is. I'm just trying to excuse your, your you reading it. That's all. Have you actually seen <laughs> if that book is still on your shelf since John Wayne was at your house? That's a good point. Yeah. 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 This is. Are you sure about that? <laughs> Man, next time, um, next the next ridiculous reads I'm gonna do is really gonna blow your hair off or your wig back. So. Prepare yourself. Good. Very good. All right. Uh, do I hear a phone ringing? Is there? Did, did I hear a phone?
Hotline, hey. Love that jingle. We know what that means. You can call us uh, on the Corey Hotline any time of the day at 832-930-1347. That's 832-930-1347. You can call that 24-7 and leave us a, a, a message. And if you didn't listen last week, we explained, explained a, a little bit of a change-up to the Corey Hotline that we're doing. Um, we are doing one call a week, so we're just selecting one call that we're taking um, and focus on that. So if you left the message, it doesn't mean we're not going to use it. We're, we're going back. We're, we're doing things. So keep the messages coming, but we are just going to do like one question of the week type of thing from the core. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, um, anyway, Chris, uh, you know, Wes, I guess you're here, so you can feel free to weigh in on. Um, Absolutely. I, I really hope it's that one guy that calls and like tells you guys like long stories that just ramble on for forever. You're going to think what that guy's name is. You're going to be no, the one guy. That, <laughs> I got a few of them. Too. Yeah, a few of those. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Chris, Chris and John Wayne. Oh, what the fuck's oh, that guy's yeah. name? George I... Silverman. Haven't heard George of George Silverman. Yeah, I hope it's George Silverman. <laughs> well, surprise, it's not. Um, right, but but here's who it is. Let's listen. Hey, this is Tobias calling for the Chris and John Wayne podcast. Uh, I don't really have a question this week, but I, I did watch uh, Cannibal Holocaust. And, you know, I honestly kind of thought you guys were overhyping how bad the, the animal death and animal cruelty was. But really, really, you weren't at all. It was it was really heartbreakingly cruel and violent and just devastatingly depressing. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the movie outside of that was all right. But just that made me not want to watch it again, at least without the animal cruelty cut thing. Right. But, yeah. I uh, also want to say I really, really enjoyed Night Stalkers. It was, it was an absolute banger. Cool. Oh, thanks, man. Um, and then book. also, I've been forgetting to say this, but I, I really enjoyed the audiobook for Sinkhole. Uh, John Wayne, you did a fantastic job on the narration. I really love the voice of Betsy. Thanks, man. Anyway, thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks, Tobias. Yeah, uh, thanks, Tobias. Thanks for yeah. the compliments. Uh, yeah, um, Night Stalkers is a rad book, Chris. I did tell you, you guys that. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Mark. But. But yeah, so we were not, yeah, we were not uh, overhyping or overselling the animal cruelty. I, I don't think. No, uh, we weren't. We weren't pretty... exaggerating. We weren't uh, exaggerating. It's 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 really bad. It it's, is. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I have I have no desire to watch that movie again. I've watched yeah. it once. I'm fine. I don't I don't want to see it again. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad uh, gl glad you checked it out, Tobias. Based on our you know ramblings i'm not saying you rambling. probably shouldn't watch it yeah. no. <laughs> no that's cool uh no that's cool you know we checked it out and you like reported back like hey you Very you know cool. so we appreciate that feedback Absolutely. for sure no, uh, if anybody else is like you know watching these movies and are uh, checking it out and you want to like comment on what we said like maybe you're like you guys are right or you guys are stupid or bring west back you know call the call the Corey hotline 832-930 i think we're gonna get a lot of that seven. Oh, it's gonna be jammed. The hot, the, oh, the the lines are already lighting up. Oh, geez, well, yeah. dude, that's crazy. Oh, the switchboard. <laughs> I better just close it off. Click, 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 click. Okay, it's done. I don't anyway, think Wes, close it off. Uh, yeah, I closed it. It's all closed. Um, so, anyway, okay. Tobias, thanks, man. We appreciate your call and uh, moving on. Yeah, thanks, Tobias. Appreciate it, man. All right. Well, I guess that we can finally get into our topic now that we've got all of this rambling out of the way. We can finally get into. Our very special uh, ongoing segment, which is Summer of Slashers. 
Pro Slasher. So uh, for those of you who may not have heard the last show, um, what we're doing this summer is we're watching some lesser known slasher films, uh, ones that uh, some of them are even new to us as the one we're going to talk about today. Um, uh, our special guest, Wes, uh, he watched it. Uh, John Wayne watched it. We all watched it and we're ready to discuss it. So without further ado, our slasher of the week is... One, two, three, four. Edge of the Axe. Mm. All right. So we're talking about Edge of the Axe. Uh, it's from 1988. Uh, so it's a little late to the uh, to the slasher movie craze. Uh, this is directed by uh, Jose Ramon Larraz. Uh, and it was a Spanish film, a Spanish production. Uh, filmed mostly uh, at Big Bear Lake in California, but some of the scenes were actually shot in Madrid, including the opening scene. Uh, this movie was not released in theaters. Uh, came out direct to VHS in 1989, uh, but which is we'll talk about this. It, it looks much older than that, but it came out in '89. Um, and the director Larez considers it his worst movie. <laughs> uh, uh, Lares's probably most well-known film is uh, a movie called uh, Vampires that he made in the 70s. Uh, and it's from like the, the kind of uh, praise that we saw in a lot of Hammer films of like the lesbian uh, sex vampire movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, what, one of my personal favorites is uh, uh, The Vampire Lover, Lovers with uh, mm -hmm. Matt Smith, uh, who was just rare. Matt, we talked about hobbies. Madeline Smith before. She's yeah. a hubba hubba. Oh, ooga. Oh, ooga. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, okay, let's uh, let's discuss. Uh, so, Wes, you're our, our guest, so why don't you give us a, a quick rundown of what you thought of that? Uh, this movie was not good. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was boring as hell. Uh <laughs> Honestly, it was it was kind of a it was very boring. Uh, I was having a hard time paying attention to it about the halfway through. Um, I, I wrote some notes down in my phone as I was watching it, though. Um, I have to say, everybody was kind of an asshole to one another in this movie. Like everybody was just a dickhead to everyone. Like like especially the main character. I can't remember what his name was. That's like how little I like Gerald. like him. Gerald. Gerald. Yeah. It was like, hey, uncle or grandpa or whoever the hell that guy was like. I got you this present and the guy's like, Oh, thanks. And then like the next morning he's wearing the t-shirt or like the <laughs> yeah, button up yeah. shirt that he got him. And he's like, Hey, how do you think yeah. I look? He goes, you look yeah. terrible. It's fucking ugly. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. like, why'd you get it for me? I got it for free or something. Yeah, I was just yeah, like, I know. God. But then he's like, tries to like, he's like, but I love you old man. <laughs> yeah, but I love you. <laughs> that Not, makes you no know, sense. Like... You find out that he's like known that guy for like three days or some shit anyway. Yeah. Like he's just been, I just got to town. I've been staying with old man Carruthers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Giving him shirts on. Conflabbit computers. They're running, running up my, my bills. I, I um, also noticed, uh, <laughs> just to add up, to tag on to what you just said, uh, the scene where um, Gerald meets the, the girl, uh, Lily, he first meets her at the bar, and she's like, clear, she's this cute girl, and she's flirting with yeah. him. And he's being a total fucking dictator. He's like, oh, he's talking about his computers. He's like, I don't expect you to understand. It's probably way over your head. Yeah. I'm like, she's a cute girl. <laughs> Flirting with you, you idiot! That, that's <laughs> actually one of the notes I made. Was that I said the actress, the actress that plays Lillian, is actually pretty cute. Yeah, yeah. definitely. 
should uh, should so, we give like the premise like before we start breaking down all the yeah, scenes? Yeah, I, like, I, I, what quick? is the pre- yeah. what is the premise to this movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's basically <laughs> basically it's just like a a run of the mill whodunit slasher. Yeah. Uh, where you've got like you know a group of people. It's kind of like this you know small town. And uh, it's funny because when it starts, it's it like you hear like the weather report or something, and it says it's San Antonio, Texas, but then it's clearly California. Uh, there's even license, road license signs. Plates. Yeah, the license plate is a road sign. Yeah. Like it's clearly California, so I don't know what that was about. Um, but anyway, uh, it's you know it takes place in this small town, and uh, it's just kind of like a whodunit. It's very much along the lines of say, uh, My Bloody Valentine or. Um, town that dreaded sundown uh where there's this mass killer just offing people left and right and that's that's pretty much it and, you, and uh, the, the main characters are as we mentioned uh gerald who's a young guy who's really into computers uh and this girl lily that he meets uh and they kind of have like a little bit of a relationship uh and there's some other uh just throwaway characters with some side plots that really go nowhere but i guess we'll get into that in yeah. a bit uh, what, what was the deal with the line where he told he told the girl that the guy's leg is made of plastic? Yeah, that was, he was, that was so at, strange. I think he was. I mean, we was, can get into that. He, he yeah. was just setting him up like a he was like a wingman type situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just, I well, I think it's I, we'll we'll discuss all these little things uh, <laughs> more. But uh, I guess that's a a thumbs down for Wes. John Wayne, what did you <laughs> what, did, what did you think of the movie? Uh, this movie sucks, but um, it's uh, once you get past that, it's like, um, you know, I, I, I had fun kind of picking some of it apart and, and like yeah. I still had fun watching it, despite the fact that like, yes, it, it is it is boring at parts, but I was so confounded by like the writing and the relationships that were happening that that like kind of entertained me enough to be like what is happening and also like it's just it's just bad from start to finish uh acting writing the sound design is super super bad i don't know like what you guys watched but i watched the one on shutter and like you like it's all over the place you can tell that like some of the scenes they took the audio from like the live scene and some like are overdubs but really bad like yeah they're, well they're they're overdubbed yeah that's definitely and this is something that you would see a lot in some of the movies that were like co-produced uh, like with, with whether it was a spanish production or an italian production where they didn't have sound yeah. and so they had to like go back and record like and mm-hmm. insert sound effects and have like yeah the actors do the voice all over again yeah yeah it, yeah so this wasn't that bad it wasn't like things or something where it's just like obviously a whole nother soundtrack is happening while this movie is playing out um but the sound design was just all over the place and that was kind of like all right i don't know why that's happening but whatever um but yeah this is a this one's this one's a pretty much a turd sorry to say and uh but like i said i had fun watching it and i will uh pick apart some of these scenes when we get into it here so what what about you christopher um, well, I, I didn't think it was great, but I, I didn't seem to hate it as much as you guys. Um, uh, it's, it doesn't have, it, uh, I mean, it doesn't have anything that's super, uh, memorable, uh, but there was a couple of things that stood out that I really liked. Like I thought the kills were pretty decent, um, and actually kind of brutal. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I really appreciated that. Like the, you know, it's called Edge of the Axe, and so obviously the killer uses an axe. 
Uh, but in the scenes where you see him killing, he's like really going at these people with the axe. You don't like in a lot of slasher movies, like Jason, you'll see the axe go in once and then the person's dead. Uh, yeah. But like he just is like, bam, 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 just like. Really I, I did notice that the people. camera, the camera never really cut away when that was happening. Like it just yeah. like it wouldn't, you wouldn't see it going toward her and then pan away quick and then come back. Yeah. It was all just like a straight camera on the girl, just getting fucking smoked with that axe yeah, over and yeah. over, just blood blooming over her. And I was watching it going, holy shit. Like that's yeah, yeah. actually like surprisingly brutal the way they're showing this. Yeah. That's, that's what I, that's what I really liked about the movie is I liked that, the, the brutality of uh, the way the kills uh, were shot, like you were yeah. saying. Um, so I, I did appreciate that. I, I thought some of it was amusing. There were a few lines that I thought were really. Oh funny. God, yeah. That's oh God, like, I, you, like please tell, don't do don't it, do don't it. say it yet. <laughs> well, like when when uh, Lily first comes to Gerald's house, as we said, he's kind of like a yeah. computer nerd. Okay, yep, yeah, we yep. are going to get into it then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, best. yeah, and, and it's funny because, um, like, like we were saying, like this feels like the movie's older than it is. I think, mm -hmm. I think the computer has a lot to do with that because it looks like this, like computers from like 1982 or something with the, uh, but it, this movie was made in 88, you know? Uh, but it kind of reminds me of, um, you know, like it was that kind of like computer craze in eighties movies, like, like movies like cloak and dagger and stuff where like, they're like, wow, look how cool this is. Like uh, most of what Gerald does in this movie is talk about how cool his fucking computer is. Mm -hmm. uh, and, Anyway, he has Lily over, and she like asked the computer a question. It could tell you anything, which is ridiculous. Like you because know, it's hooked up to the central database or whatever. Yeah, the yeah. Fuck this like... this internet before it was the internet. Or yeah. Whatever. Uh, and so she types in a question. She's like giggling. What did you ask it? What did you ask it? And she's like, I asked it if you were gay. <laughs> and it, I'm like, yeah. And you know what? She's right it, to do it because why haven't you kissed her yet? Why? And that, but then she immediate, the immediately kisses him. Like yeah, there's a little does. bit of pomp and circumstance leading up to it because it's all she's all like, hee hee, and he's looking like what what? And then it's like insufficient data, insufficient data, yeah, and he's like, what'd yeah. you type? What'd you type? And she's like, I asked if you were gay. <laughs> and just starts, like, fucking devouring his face, and I was like, you didn't even give him a chance to answer, dude. Like, no, and no, then it, I didn't, like, it was such, it, like, a... She it was such a power him. She didn't, it was so... Very sweet it, little kiss. It was nice. Whatever. It was so fucking, like, yeah. jarringly, like, hate-filled. Like, <laughs> asked if you were gay. Like, I, did, I had I had to pause it, and I was like, what the fuck did she just say? And I had to rewind it and watch it a couple times. I was like, what a weird line. I thought, so I, weird, I thought it was, it was funny. I thought it was funny. It was funny. Why? It really made me laugh out loud. I, well, I think the way I took it is that, like, she was basically kind of teasing, being like, why haven't you hit on me yet? Why haven't you tried to kiss me? I was like, that was her way of, like, teasing him about it. Okay. Uh, but uh, I also really liked, um, in the beginning, uh, well, I mean, you know, I didn't like that the pig gets killed, but, you know, they don't shout or anything. But anyway, this pig gets decapitated, and the guy at the that has the pig farm goes to the, the cop and it's a really funny yeah. exchange that he has because the guy and this is where you really notice that like okay they had to redub this they clearly didn't have sound because the guy the, the pig farmer he's clearly dubbed but he's like damn it i want you to find him and it's like with with what like you don't know who he is you don't know what happens just you just found this head but the cop's just like, hey, fuck you. I'll do what yeah. I want. You know, like the cop Dude, is that, totally worthless. That <laughs> cop yeah, is that, such a piece of shit. Yeah, that's the entire that, movie. Yeah, that main sheriff cop or whatever was like, I we haven't had a murder here in like 30 years. Like, 
I don't care how many people get axed to death. Like these aren't murders; these are just accidents. Like she fell under the she fell under the fucking railroad or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He keeps trying to cover it up because he doesn't want his he wants his town to look uh, to yeah. look good. Yeah. And that's and, like, like the one... by de- device. Like that's a red herring thing. Like oh, is it the sheriff? Like, by the way, fucking yeah, weird. By, by the way, that other cop, the guy with the mustache and the hat. Did either <laughs> yeah. of you notice the fact that that guy flubbed his lines every time he was on screen? Did he? Yeah. He, he tripped over his lines every time. Every was, it was so bizarre. Was that the guy who had like the old timey railroad outfit on, the inspector guy? I don't know. No, that was inspector. another. No, guy. That was the railroad no, guy. No, I no, thought no, he was no. from like the Civil War. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was right. like, where's this guy from? <laughs> like, he just, just, he's like, right after this, sheriff, I've got to get on the battlefield. We got a reenactment going <laughs> yeah. on. Like, he he, he just, no, like, it was it was like the sheriff deputy or whatever. You saw him like three different times, three or four different times in the movie. But every time he had a line, he 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 jumbled his dialogue. Like he fucked it up every time. It was so strange. Huh. I don't think but, I noticed that. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk about the opening scene before we get too far? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Can I say something about is, that? This is what was this scene was uh, shot in Madrid, actually. Um, but in yeah, the car wash, yeah. that's Madrid. Yeah, the, the car wash was shot in Madrid, and then the exteriors they did an exterior shot in California. Yeah, because some of these scenes were they did piece together uh, in Spain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it opens up with uh, a woman going through a car wash, um, where she's sitting in her car, and it's like going through all the brushes and all this stuff. Like she's smoking a cigarette. It's all cool. And then the killer just like is in front of her car. Axes, which I, I would say I like this killer's look. I like the mask. I I, I thought I liked it. I thought it was pretty the, cool. The, you know what's funny with the mask is like I like it looks like it's paper mache, you know. Uh, and then you know I mean later like they show like holding it, and so you realize it's like rubber. But yeah, the mask is kind of cool. It's just this yeah. like blank white mask, but it's yeah. like a bald head. It's almost almost Michael Myers ish if there was no hair, kind of yeah. I guess. Kind yeah. of, yeah. I dug it. I thought it was pretty cool. And the axe. So he axes this, of course, like he breaks through the fucking windshield, axes this woman to death, whatever. But here's what, like, one, I was like, oh, this is going to be that kind of a movie where the blood is like splatters on the window. And we like kind of panned like, oh, she's all dead and bloody. And then there's like a red cross on her window, like a decal, like the red, like to, to signify that she's a nurse, like she's in a medical profession of some kind. Right. That's yeah. the red cross. And it like pans to that. And it just stays on that. And it stays on that shot. And it keeps staying on that shot. And I'm like, <laughs> we get it. This means something. Okay. <laughs> so it's like all, already from the beginning, this movie does not trust its audience to know what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. Like it's because it's like just so like, look, remember this. Remember, huh? It's yeah. just so long. Like you, you could have shown that like, boom, cut to the title. Like just seal for a second. But it's like deliberate. So yeah. deliberate. And that was like one of the first things I noted. I was like, Jesus Christ, yeah, we get it. Like, <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, uh, and it goes on from there. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh <clears throat> I like like I was saying, I didn't uh I I didn't uh totally hate it like like you guys did. I, f- I found it uh, uh kind of an amusing movie. Uh and I think some of the some of the joy I got out of it wasn't intentional i think the movie was just i think it's uh ineptitude has kind of made me laugh a lot but i did really like the kills uh, i thought that the killer looked cool um and there was just there was a lot of uh like there was a lot of like small town stuff that i really liked like when they first go to that place coogie's bar 
and they find the corpse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that bar, the building, it looks like it's from Frontierland in Disney. Like it's just like yeah. it's basically made out of like sticks. Like what the fuck was that bar? It was so hilarious. What? So what were the, the what were the two main characters? What did what were their jobs? I don't understand what they were doing. They were, they were they exterminators. Were yeah, yeah. Okay. That's why they were they brought in there because the guy thought that it was rats and there were some rats in the place. But he's only but he doesn't live in that town. He just came in to visit. Gerald Gerald, they don't Gerald. really explain why he's in town. And I think that's part of like what's supposed to be a mystery about Right. Okay. He just like right. I just came in town because they even call him the biker at one point. Like it's the biker, you know. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, let's just. Yeah, the back beginning off. of the he movie. Rides like a scooter. Give me a. Yeah, break, the beginning you know? of the movie shows him like riding into town. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, then again, this is a movie where uh, it's a whodunit, so you're not sure who the killer is, and they throw in like almost everybody is a suspect yeah. when you're oh, watching yeah. it. You know, they, they kind of. But yeah, he, uh, Gerald and his friend Richard uh, are the exterminators. And Richard is kind of like a gigolo. This guy, like, <laughs> married. Well, he he's married such like a lecher, a, dude. <laughs> he, yeah, he's, he married this, uh, this older woman, this woman old enough to be his mom. So he's got a sugar mama. And he's kind of, like, screwing around behind her back whenever he gets a chance. Uh, and then, like, we get to know his, his wife, the older woman, Laura, and, like, her financial woes. And this whole side story goes absolutely nowhere. Like yeah, no, nothing goes nowhere. Like nothing really happens. It's it's remotely interesting with these these characters until they're getting an axe in the face. You know, they uh, they set up a whole thing where he like is making out with that redheaded chick who was pretty cute. Also, like the yeah. you know like oh let's go oh, to your favorite actually, your favorite place. He actually places. says he actually don't mean to interrupt, <laughs> yeah, but he actually no. says when he sees her that she has quote bodacious tatas. Tatas. <laughs> I, I knew you were gonna. Oh, this is. I was like, Chris is gonna fucking say the tatas thing. Fuck yeah. Bodacious tatas. How can I not? How can I not mention? So that made me laugh. Yeah. But that this is how like, like you said, how banal this story is. It's just like he's hitting on this this young chick. She's hot. They're gonna go out on the fucking boat. His wife is like, oh, it's she's like right there coming in. Like, there's all this kind of dance around of like, oh, he's gonna get in trouble. What is this all about? And they go out on the boat and he fucks the shit out of her and whatever. And oh, they find oh, a we head don't or see something. That. We don't there's see like, that. but it's of no consequence. There's nothing. He like pays. I'm just no saying. I'm just saying. We don't. I always just want to clarify to our, our viewers: no. you don't get a sex scene in this movie. No, you don't. You don't, you don't get any. You don't get to see any bodacious you know, I just get... want to make I just want to make that clear because that's a big thing with slasher movies with me is I want to see some tatas and you yeah. don't get to see that. I mean that There's one girl that. you mentioned, I think she's brawless in that scene. You can see yeah, it a little bit of the jiggle. But... but no, you don't get any sex in this movie, which is un which is unfortunate. You don't get any. But it is implied that they are they fucked on this boat and then they're like, oh well, we better start the boat and go. Mm -hmm. But like he pays no pro like like that story, like you said, it, it, it leads to nowhere. It it is no consequence to the story at all. This guy doesn't even like have to pay a price or anything really for anything he's done. It's just like whatever. Oh, cool. Like we could yeah, have written it this out. It do, it doesn't go anywhere. I do like though. Uh, uh, there's a scene where Laura, the wife, is kind of lamenting the fact that she has these financial troubles, and she's at the bar. With the fucking church organist. Yeah. What the uh, fuck? How did they get and, together? And, well, <laughs> that came uh, out of nowhere. <laughs> well, uh, let me just say, like, he's the organist from her church. And the guy who plays him, I don't know the actor's name, but he's, he's also a, uh, a teacher in uh, the movie Pieces, which is also a Spanish-produced uh, yeah. horror movie. I love Pieces. It's infinitely better than this movie. Um, 
but he was the only person in the movie I recognized from something else. But anyway, uh, he's like the organist of the church and he's like, she's all like down in the dumps and he's like kind of trying to hit on her. But then when they're driving home, he's like falling asleep and he's like cuddling up with a coat. And it's just like, you get, you're in the car alone with her. Like, dude, I thought you were trying to hit on her. And I, now he's just like, I'm just going to take myself a little nap. It was just, it was just kind of and if we're going there, then he just like dies. Like he has like a heart attack or something. I don't know what the fuck happens. Is he dead? Well, no, like when she the, stops the car. car well, they get in a car accident. She stops before they hit anything. Cause it's that, that turn that the guy almost makes. Like he's like, ah, oh, we almost hit it at the beginning. She doesn't. I, well, no, I, I think, I, I think he like fell forward and hit his head on the dash and like passed out. Oh, I thought like he was dead. I thought that she, I, this like I was like okay so what this guy like now is just dead in the car no no I think that he, whole, none of that makes any sense head. no he bangs then, his head uh, you're probably right but well, then the guy comes the axe murderer kills them both anyway doesn't matter but yeah it just shows up in the front seat of the car suddenly yeah I I want to know what the editing process was for this because it seems like a lot of scenes are just kind of like oh don't forget like let's throw this in there uh well choir practice throw that one in there you know and it's just yeah. like going back and forth between did stuff you guys, did, did you guys you, notice did that you really feel that Chris or? Uh, yeah, I mean, and again, like it being shot in two different locations or anything. Yeah, it was kind of uh, probably a lot of footage that they just had to kind of piece together, I guess. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, there are there were a couple of scenes that I thought were were kind of fun. Um, like Lily has this whole like Phoebe Cates and Gremlins moment where she's like talking about uh, like this traumatic thing that happened with her cousin uh and then there's uh you know and it's like it was very much like the the whole gremlins uh my dad in the chimney speech um <laughs> but the, but yeah it, it was kind of a kind of dull in, in many parts uh the characters aren't super interesting or or likable even though gerald has kind of a goofy quality to him that that made me laugh sometimes um but uh there's a, a couple of things about it that i that i did think was funny there's like this cheap dolly parton music that plays in some of the scenes you know it's like this it's not dolly but it sounds like a cheap imitation it, there's uh, some weird music country I, shit dude, going on in this, this there I, that was one of my notes what was with the fucking 80s sitcom music that played throughout the entire movie <laughs> it sounded like like the transition music from like scene to scene and like an episode of fucking growing yep. pains or something i know <laughs> that's what i was talking about it was I the like whole that. fucking movie it was so strange i, I really like that <laughs> that's funny. called the, they ran out of money before they realized they needed music <laughs> like oh fuck well, you know, public domain <laughs> like when it gets down to like the story like these people start getting killed and people start you know get to realize it and getting freaked out uh, but then Lily is says at one point, oh, did you notice that all the women who got killed, they all worked at a psych ward, uh, going back to the, you know, the medical sign that uh, remember, John remember the cross, everybody. But she, but she says that after a hooker just got killed. So it's like the, the hooker work in the psych ward. <laughs> it's just like, and I Makes guess no fucking sense. I, I, well, I guess she, I, she makes. So I guess you said most of the women, but it's like, well, clearly it's not just what's the point of even mentioning the psych ward thing if if not all of the people being killed are from the psych ward. It's them, and it's also just other random people getting killed, too. And can uh, we talk so, about this hooker yeah. for a moment? Um, because yeah, I really yeah. want to focus in on her, or t- uh, this sex worker woman, to be, yeah. um, to be you know, She's polite a hooker. about her. 
she's very she's a beautiful woman and they call her in the okay here's the thing like they call her like somebody calls her she goes out in the bar like she just walks out to meet somebody right she's walking all through like all this fucking crazy shit and uh i really didn't they never tied this back in or, or explained it but the killer like shows up and she's like oh it's you what are you doing? Like, yeah. ugh, like and, and, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? But this is where another part where the sheriff is such a piece of shit. Like, he's like explaining about like, oh, yeah, well, she was a hooker. And, you know, it, she would spend time with anybody that paid her price. A hundred dollars. And then, like, <laughs> yeah, they just keep yeah. throwing that hundred dollars around like a hundred dollars and i'm like is that a lot for a hooker is that what you think like well it was it was interesting though because like you said she recognizes the killer the killer doesn't have the mask on but uh, they have the whole other get up on though right right uh, right right but 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 you can see the killer's face and so it's interesting that in the end of the movie and we're not going to reveal it because it is who done it but when you find out who the killer is uh, you wonder how the fuck would that hooker know this person? Yeah, you know it doesn't like make sense. Uh, but uh, there's a lot about the movie that doesn't make sense, though. So you know. Do you think that that was uh, like a it like we're in the movie we're do? Do you think that was like they were trying to be so misdirectional like type of thing? We're going to be so clever yeah. in the scene, or do you think they like changed it halfway through? Like you know what? We're going to make someone else the killer now, you know, like, no, I don't think they do that. I think it was more like you were saying the first time around is that they I think they were just trying to throw you off so much that they kind of give you little hints. There's a character they show one time and it's like, you knew this hooker and you, she was killed with it. Oh, yeah, hurt. that guy. And then oh, you never right. see him again or nothing. It's just like you're like, it's clearly just these these people are like thrown in there to kind of be like, you know, red herrings and everything. So. Yeah, they explain like, that that scene that you're talking about. The sheriff goes to like whatever the church, and this guy is like fixing a pew, like a woodworker or something. I heard you would be working here today, and the guy's like, "Oh, this hooker was killed, and your name is in her book right here." But it's her fucking book of like. There's a like they make a scene later where one of the women says. Every man in town's name was in that book, which it was. So why did he go see this guy anyway? Like I didn't understand that at all. Like you have the whole book. Everybody's name is in this book, and you go to this fucking weirdo that's making a pew. Like what the yeah. fuck? And he yeah. never comes back. You're right. Never comes back in the movie at all. They don't even talk about him. There's also a scene where early on where Richard uh, says to uh, Susan, where he's like. Uh, you know, I'm just worried about you because there's there's a maniac on the loose with an axe. And you know, I was like, well, how the fuck do you know this? Because the sheriff didn't release any of that information yet. He was making it like, oh, this was an accident. This was a suicide. So I was like, how do you know this? And I was like, well, I guess maybe they're trying to set him up as a red herring. But it turns out in the end that he's not the killer. So how the fuck did he know that, you know? Uh, so it's just, there's a lot of holes in the movie, so, particularly... But- Drive a truck through these holes, dude. Yeah, particularly when they're trying to set up red herrings. There's like a lot of holes where you, when you find out who the killer is, it's like okay, there's all these things that didn't make sense throughout the movie. Then, uh, but they, but they have a talking computer, uh, which is which is fun. But okay. they're kind of doing, they're kind of doing this like texting kind of back and forth. But it's funny because the computer reads everything they say. Which is useless. It's just like, how are you today? And it says, how are you today? So was yeah. that actually reading in the movie to them? Or is that reading voice just for us, the audience? I wondered I, that as well. Because it's yeah. the same voice. 
Yeah, because it's his voice. It was that. It was uh, Gerald's it was a, voice. Well, it was like a. It was like the computer's voice. So I thought it was like actually them, like going oh, back yeah. and forth. I thought it was the computer translating to the characters. Uh, that's what I thought, but it could have been just meant for the audience. Yeah, I thought it was kind of meant for the audience, but I don't know. I could be wrong, I guess. But but why? But if that was the case, I wouldn't they have put it in their voices, their individual voices instead? Yeah, of that's yeah, true. That's yeah, true the too. fact that yeah, now that's that you say true. it, like it was in that. That's also true. It's in that stupid robot voice that, of course, <laughs> like that. Like, why didn't they change the voice for for either one? And it takes you a second to realize, like, that they're texting each other, like, because. I'm like, what's happening here? Is she talk? Because she's like, can you talk tonight? Or are you here? Are you there? And it's like, yeah, I am depressed. And you're like, answer, Wait, answer me, answer me. Yeah, and, and it's just is like, depre- like who's she I talking did like, to? I did like that too. Where she's like, answer me, are you there? And it's like, just call him. This is 1988. It's like, it's not texting, texting. You're sitting at a computer trying to reach out to. I was like, just could, call him. Could they uh, do that shit back in the late 80s like that on a computer? No, I don't think they. they I could. was gonna say they. I think no. they invented AIM on that. Yeah, yeah, they kind of did. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, it was kind of like you know he was Gerald supposed to be this like computer whiz or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's funny too. There's like this scene where she she comes out of the rain and she's soaking wet and she's sitting there on the computer. I'm like, like, aren't you even gonna like change your clothes or anything? You're soaked. <laughs> that but, okay. That scene was when I thought we might get some tit actually, but <laughs> also like that scene doesn't make sense because she's like at his house soaking yeah. wet and he's like shows up like what are you doing here i've been looking for you i'm like when did you start looking for her did yeah. we miss a cut somewhere like what what you almost think you almost think you're gonna get to see her nude that's she what says, i said but you, changes, don't. you think yeah no you, you don't, don't. Well, i know i was just i was just yeah. adding on to that it's like you almost think you're gonna get to see that but yeah you get robbed of it uh which is a shame because she's the cutest one in the movie yeah for sure uh but uh yeah you know like so yeah edge of the axe uh not not the best, but uh, let's see. Like, okay, so out of five stars, five being the best. Uh, Wes, what would you give this movie? Uh, God, I don't know. Honestly, it wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. I'd probably give it a two, two. but All like right. a high, but like a high two. It just, it was just, I don't know. I, I have no desire to watch it again. I probably wouldn't recommend it to anyone unless they were just like hard on for a fucking for a watch of something. But yeah. then again, Des- there's better. Desperate. There's many better movies out there. Uh, desperate need of a slasher you might right, recommend right uh, yeah. yeah all right John Wayne. um oh one other thing i wanted to bring up was the credits at the beginning of this movie like kind of go off like a computer like a yeah. like a computer is like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. like all the green and i was like is this a sci-fi movie it, it really set a weird tone for me like at the beginning i was like what is happening here is this a did computer it, movie did it bother you that the word the, the axe, title the axe the word was axe was not was capitalized nothing was capitalized it's that edge, edge is capital, edge is capitalized <laughs> and none of the other words are capitalized yeah, edge yeah, that, of that the axe are all lowercase yeah thank you i was yeah that and that threw me off too i was like what is this movie is it yeah is it like uh, in the future? What's happening? But okay, so uh, what I will give this movie is um, like, as I said, it, it's not a good movie at all, but it was fun to watch, especially picking apart great kills. Yeah. Um, I'll give it I will give it a three because I probably would watch this again to be like, oh, Nick, let's watch this fucking you want to we don't know what to watch. Oh, watch this. It's fucking stupid. Let's watch it together. Like or or whoever, like. <laughs> That's, I would do that. One hour and thirty nine minutes in for the first. Thank you. LP, Thank uh, you. <laughs> um, so, 
But he did uh, mention that, it before we were on the air. Well, it's actually, well, well, Wes, you're looking at the, the actually the recording counter is at 124 uh, 58 is okay. what I'm okay, mentioning. My bad. So the, just so the, if you're playing along at home. Uh, and anyway, this is going to be cut, so another time code is going to fucking matter anyway. But I give it a three because I would watch it again. I didn't think it was the worst thing I saw, but I was just like, yes, it does drag at parts. Yes, I'm, there's some parts where I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's get to the fireworks factory. Uh, but I do like the killer. I thought the 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 mask, the whole getup of the killer is is pretty cool looking. I thought I, I really liked that, and I like an axe. Axe is a cool weapon. Um, so yeah, I give it a, I give it a three. It, it's worth checking out. Like if if you uh, are even if you're following along at home and we're watching the movies that we're doing this summer, it, I do recommend it. Just don't think it's gonna blow your doors off or anything like that. It's just it's fun. So. Yeah. Well, I I, uh, I thought it was fun too. Um, I, I definitely liked the, the kills were uh, brutal. They're not super creative. Um, you do see a little bit of dismemberment, uh, but it's mostly just people getting killed with the axe. But like Wes said, it's like the, the camera just stays on them as they're getting hit repeatedly. So it's oh, kind of dude that that the finger scene. The oh, yeah, finger dude. Off. that was cool. That, that's that was, what. I, yeah, that's I what I'm saying. There is. That's what I was saying. There is some dismemberment. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was referencing. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so there is some, some decent gore in it. Um, but, uh, you know, it's not like on a, on par with Intruder or Friday the 13th movies or anything like that. But um, I did I did appreciate the kills. And, I mean, they get but you get a kill right in the very opening. So you're not waiting too long to see kills in it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it definitely loses points for not having any boobies. Uh, and for uh, being slow in parts, and the characters aren't particularly interesting or likable, you know, like there's a sometimes a movie could even a slasher movie could not even like have good decent blood and gore, but could still be entertaining because of the characters, you know, such as the case with uh, Killer Party, which is a movie that I that I definitely enjoy. Um, I thought that the ending, uh, you know, was was pretty satisfying. It has a little twist at the end, which was kind of uh, fun that I liked. Uh, so I'll give it points for that. Uh, so yeah, I would say I would give it a three. Um, it's not something I would run out and buy and want to add to my collection to have forever, but I could see watching it again, like John Wayne said, showing it to someone else. Um, I and but also I agree with Wes in saying that you know it's kind of like kind of bottom of the barrel. Like you know if you're if you're digging for slashers, there are many 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 other ones out there that are better. Um, you know so. But I still would give it three because I, I was entertained the whole time, even when it was kind of a, a, a slog and was kind of dull. I was entertained by the 80s uh, feel of it and and uh, just the ridiculousness of it. So is there any like physical media of this movie? Like actual yes. like, does anybody have it out? Yeah. Yeah. Arrow, I think, is the one who. Oh, uh, Arrow. OK. Yeah, um, but, but yeah, it's on Blu-ray. Uh, it was recently re-released and uh, excellent poster art excellent yeah cover. yeah that yeah. poster looks like an old 80s paperback cover it does like it yeah. looks like an old zebra cover or something it, yeah it really it's cool does. looking yeah, yeah it's very cool looking in fact like from that cover i really thought the killer was gonna have a hockey mask um because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it looks like a hockey mask in the in the poster so i thought it was gonna be like you know like almost like a jason ripoff thing like like bloody murder where it's just a guy with a hockey mask yeah. um Bloody Murder, that's another one. Oh, my God. Like, that. that's like a fucking carbon copy of fucking uh, Friday the 13th. I've um, even heard of it. Yeah, it's it's actually an, uh, not as old. It's from, like, 2000. 
and it was like direct to DVD. Uh, and yeah, it's like a guy in a hockey mask at a summer camp. The only thing that's a little different is he's killing with like a, a like a meat hook that he that's on a handle, you know. Uh, but so yeah, like, there. So like, how do I? And I know what you did last summer. Yeah, kind of like a combination of yeah, yeah. There's that that kind of weapon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty bad, but it's kind of uh, fun to watch because it's so bad and because it's such an obvious ripoff of Friday the Thirteenth and Jason and all that. Hmm. But uh, yeah, any other any other closing thoughts on Edge of the Axe? Uh, uh, don't bother. Uh, <laughs> really a lot of useless a lot of useless scenes uh the whole church a lot of scenes in the church made no fucking sense um at all but whatever we watched it we did not it the worst not the worst not the best uh, not the, the it was the blurst of times yeah uh, yeah it's uh and it, it it was kind of late to the uh to the party as well coming out in 1989 um, but then again, Intruder was late to the party, was, and Intruder yeah. was fantastic. You know, do you so. think this movie was like kitchen sinking it? They were just trying to throw everything in there. Maybe as that being late to the slasher game, they're like, okay, well, we're gonna you know do this and this, and make sure no one knows what's happening, and try it like, well, and that's why none of it worked. If so, they I don't think they did a really. They weren't very creative with it. No, they uh, definitely failed. You know, like I think I think it's uh, kind of surprising. That the kills, although brutal in scenes, they weren't as that creative. When the slasher movies at this point had become known for that, mostly thanks to Jason, yeah. uh, like they didn't do anything really wacky and original, like you know, like kill someone with a motorboat or something like that. You know, it was all just you know, axe, axe, axe. You know. So what was like the Spanish horror film industry like at that time? If there uh, was one, I, I'm not I'm not as aware of it as I am with like the Italian horror. Yeah, scene. Uh, actually, um, it was more uh, you know like the vampires and, and things like that. Uh, so okay. This this one is really one of the very few slashers that they made. It's pretty much this one and pieces are the only ones that I know of. Okay. Uh, there be some other ones out there, but uh, um, yeah, because I remember when I was uh, looking up like some reviews of it and everything like one one guy was saying like oh the you know, the, the Spaniards finally have their a slasher of their own you know and i was like <laughs> the oh. Spaniards i was like well pieces pieces came first and pieces was much better but um uh yeah so yeah it wasn't there wasn't as like as many you know it's kind of like uh you know where like we had like the italian you know like cannibal movies and things like that and then the slasher was very American, even though we had, you know, uh, the uh, the Gallo uh, Italian yeah. films, you know, which are very slasher esque, uh, and, and of course that a lot of that stuff predates uh, the slasher film. But the, the the slashers as we know it, like the the guy in a mask with a chainsaw, that type of thing, that that was really an American uh, trend, you know, more than other countries. So. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, America, America. <laughs> Yeah. And we can all admit that Freddy was the best slasher, right? Well, okay, let's okay, we got a little time, so let's say it. So I guess <laughs> let's say who's who's our favorite who's our favorite slasher? So I guess Wes, your favorite slasher mm. is Freddy? Goddamn right. Yeah. Yeah. See fucking I got my fucking Freddy Bank right here. <laughs> full of money. Oh, I have a Freddy Bank as well. Because he is money. 
I'm afraid of Mank as well. It's not like that. It looks different and better. Um, I can see of it course, you, actually. No, you can't see shit behind me. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, you can. Um, so uh, I think the answer is Roy. That's Definitely. True. Like, what's, favorite? what the yeah. fuck do we have to say about this? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Roy. I do. I have to say. Do I have to click off and just like click back on to make sure you guys know that Roy is the best slasher? Is that what this is? Okay. Okay. So you you think Roy is the best? Um, you know, I love Roy. I love that movie. But and, but no, I, Freddy's definitely better than Roy. Uh, but my personal favorite is Michael Myers. Uh, absolutely, Michael Myers. Even though Michael Myers has had mostly terrible movies, um, and a lot of that is because of growing up with him and really being you know 12 years old and watching the first couple of Halloween movies and just being really enamored by it. Uh, and also I just love the whole tie-in with the season of Halloween and, and the fall and everything. And the fact that he is this, you know, at least in the originals is like, you don't really understand his motivation. Whereas every other slasher you do like Leatherface is fucking just a maniac who's going to eat you. So you understand that Freddie is a sadist, uh, you know, um, Jason is killing out of revenge, but Michael is just this like unstoppable force of evil, and you don't really know why, and that's that's scarier to me. Uh, so yeah, I, I love Michael the best. Yeah. Okay. So I also do love Halloween. I have like my Michael Myers tattoo and my Season of the Witch tattoo. Um, so I do. I also think that Halloween and Michael Myers is my favorite slasher, followed by the Jason Friday the Thirteenth with Roy. With Freddy coming in third, because I do That's love sad. Freddy. You're sad. You're fucking I do sad. love. You're wearing Fre- a you're headband. S- you're sad, dude. <laughs> I'm wearing a headband. Got you there. Just <laughs> mad because you're not wearing a headband. Uh, Freddy yeah. is just a it's just a, a close third. I love all of them, but uh, uh, I think I think Freddy is definitely my number two. Um, He's, uh, particularly that first movie, and just conceptually of someone coming after you in your dreams, so terrifying. Uh, and Freddy was definitely, uh, even though he's he's not my favorite uh, compared to Michael, uh, uh, Freddy is, was the king of them all, because Freddy was like a fucking pop culture phenomenon, you know? Like, like he had his own fucking 976 number, he was in music videos, he had records, and you know, like he he was absolutely massive in the mm-hmm. in the late eighties, early nineties. Fucking huge. Uh so he's definitely the king of the slashers. I don't think there's any arguing that. And he definitely won Freddy versus Jason. That one is that's like too ambi- ambiguous uh to me. Uh he, that, he and, won. In my opinion, he won. Well he well the, the last shot you see is Jason carrying his severed head, but then Freddie winks. You're, yeah, so, you're taking you're taking me too serious, <laughs> No, 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 no! I take this shit. I take all the shit way too serious. They, uh, they set it. It's like they're setting the it up for a sequel, or are. telling you like, he, he, I'm Jason doesn't have me licked. You know, like yeah. I'm you about to fuck suck his dick. I'm gonna have to suck well, the shit out of his dick. But <laughs> well, what I was thinking, what I was thinking with uh, with that little wink is almost that maybe Freddie, because he manipulates Jason throughout that movie, like with his mm. memories and his minds. Like maybe he manipulated Jason into thinking he won to end yeah. the fight, yeah. and he's winking at the audience, be like, "Yeah, right," as if Jason. I got it. Me, yeah, you know? exactly. So I don't know. I, I, I like that. Yeah, I, I like that. I've always liked that movie a lot. I remember too. seeing it in the theaters and 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 being really happy with it. Unlike AVP. Oh, God. oh boy! Whoever wins, we lose. You know. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I love Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. I always liked it. A lot of people don't like it. I don't understand why. Uh, I love that movie. Uh, and yeah, AVP. People like to hate things that, yeah, that, that they want. I think I think Freddy vs. Jason is is a is exactly what it should have been. And yep. but I will say, to me, it feels more like a Jason movie than a Freddy movie. It yeah. Really, you know, this is the nature of it. There's not enough dream stuff for it to feel like a Freddy movie, and the the body count is so high uh, that it's really feels more like a jason movie uh yeah. particularly like that that great scene in the cornfield at the party where yeah. he's just destroying people oh, um, just go find sweet. yourself a pig to fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah the kills in there are fantastic i don't know why anyone wouldn't like it um, and, and, and we can all agree monica kina oh yeah mm. ma- a masterpiece my lord my fucking lord yeah Oof. absolutely Hubba hubba, my name. Could is have Bubba. done without the use of the f word in one scene, problematically. But oh yeah, everyone complains about that. Yeah, yeah. What's what that's, is it? Uh, the, the, the... Uh, not not fuck the other f word. Yeah, well, yeah. That... I, I know you're talking about. I don't remember. Brandy or whoever is that? Brandy? Yeah, there's there's a scene where the where the girl uh, she calls Freddie an f word. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, what's her face from Destiny's Child? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, I don't. I can't. Like, I'm blanking on her name. Yeah, yeah. Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland. Yeah. 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 Also really hot. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. Actually, all the chicks in that movie were pretty damn hot. What's oh, her face definitely. from uh, Catherine Isabel? Catherine Isabel. A lot Isabel, of hot yeah. dudes yeah. in that movie too. A lot of dreamboats, you know. A lot of hunks. <laughs> yeah, you get you get to see Catherine Isabel in the shower, man. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good stuff. Yeah. I'm gonna go watch. I think I'm gonna go watch that movie now. Yeah, that yeah. sounds pretty good, actually. <laughs> I have it well, on my uh, box set, the special release. I'll watch it too. Let's all watch it together and tweet each other at the booby parts. Yeah. <laughs> well, are you are you guys watching anything tonight? Do you have anything on the roster? Uh, I recommend know. something gonna to go, me. I'm gonna go get dinner, and then I don't know what I'm gonna do. Probably just more Simpsons, maybe. Richie Rich over here is gonna probably DoorDash his dinner and his fucking no, mortgage. No, actually, I was thinking shit. about going and getting some fucking Taco Bell. How about that? How about Lassen that? it up, Lassen it up for Memorial Day. I hope, I hope that you Bell. sit in the restaurant like you like. <laughs> <laughs> I I just uh, I just got um I, I you know, this is this is this one I got. It's probably going to make Edge of the Axe look like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, this one that I got uh, it was released by uh, Bleeding Skull, who puts out really like the worst of the worst. And Wes is leaving on a second. Oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I had to grab something. Uh, but anyway, they, they not recently, but they released um, they, they uh, released um, a movie called Blood Lake, which was made in the 80s. It's a shot on video slasher movie that I've been nice. wanting to I've been wanting to see it for a long time. Apparently, you know, being shot on video, it's on par with like Sledgehammer or Boarding House or like movies like that. Uh, and it's supposed to be absolutely terrible and i've wanted to get it but it, when they first came out with it and released it it was like 25 bucks but i found it now for like 12 dollars. i was like okay i gotta get it. i've never seen it it looks like total shit so i'll report back on it uh in the next show i've completely forgot this weekend i went to the mall with lombardo and uh i found this at the mall for eight bucks oh nice yeah That's it was actually really- the two oh, cool. the two yeah the two set can you say uh, what second- it is because people aren't uh yeah oh i'm sorry uh the hills have eyes remake uh the yes. first the second first and second one the second one sucks balls it does, yeah. but the uh, first one is 
fucking great. It really is amazing. It's actually better than the original. Uh, yeah. And even oh, even fantastic. Even Wes Craven said it was better than the original. <laughs> and it, it is. is. It's a fantastic. So damn good. Yeah, it's fantastic. I, mean, I saw it's terrifying. Yeah. yeah, I saw that for like eight bucks for the two of them. I was like, shit, I'll fucking buy this. I I think I only own it on DVD. So yeah, I'll upgrade that shit for sure. Nice. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Well, I think that's a show. I think so. That was uh, a, a what a slasher. What a slasher. I want to thank you so much for being with us, Wes. It was really great to finally have oh, you on the show. Dude, this was awesome. Thank you for finally having me on here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, thank you for sitting all the way through Edge of the Axe. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. You only needed was... the edge of your seat, right? Right. Yeah. yeah it's, it definitely doesn't keep you on the edge of your seat. <laughs> I can't say that about the movie. No, it doesn't. Uh, and uh, again, I wanted to just to say that, yeah, the director considers it his worst movie <laughs> which i was really amused when i saw that when i was researching it yeah has he, uh, done, so, has he done anything since yeah he he made some other movies uh okay. that was actually one of his earliest films um and like like i was saying he went on to do a, a lot of these like you know uh, vampire movies and whatnot so okay but none none of them that i really recognized you know this none, none that really stood out where i was like oh yeah i've seen that you know okay so all right guys i think that's a show so until next week folks uh keep slashing yeah stay tuned for our next yep. uh the summer of slashers all summer keep a Good lookout week. for our next one uh and we we can say uh next week we're going to have another special guest mm -hmm. and so uh we're going to kind of continue with this trend. So yeah. stay tuned, everybody. We love you. Thanks so much. We love you. I love you, Wes. Love you. Mm -hmm.